what's good with it. One of the best skills or attributes you can acquire when dealing with people, especially in business, especially when it comes to productivity, is to remain fluid and be able to adjust and change forms like fluid, water, to bend, go around, go over, and sometimes move things, obstacles, people. It's imperative. Just on the basic premise that not everyone will comply just because you have a good look for you and a good look for them. There are times when people will actively go against a strong look for both of you. Too often, emotions and all that get tied up into the equation, which I find myself through the years being prepared and preparing myself to be able to work with someone for one portion of time and then be able to drop them off, sever ties, expect for them to vanish. And then sometimes it's just wise to think that way because you and other people may have intentions of getting back together, continuing to have whatever relationship you two have. But life changes things. Time changes things. And at some point, every friendship, relationship, partnership is severed for one reason or another. So I found that what I've learned to do is have the vision of what I plan on doing. I know how people can play a part in what I do. I understand how I play a part in what they do. But I do not get so attached to the outcome that I let it rattle me or slow me down if things do not work out as planned. Here's why I say, if it's something as simple as recording material or spending money as far as a plan of creating 
what I do not have yet, it may take X amount of money that I have allocated for that. But I do know that if that situation were to fall apart somehow, go awry, I believe is the correct word, I know another way I can use that money. So as simple as I may have plans to record new songs over these beats that I want to use. And I may be in the process of writing these songs. And number one, I don't like to get so far into it that I'm overly excited before I'm actually getting it done. So I typically would not invest too much time into a project until, or too much excitement about a project until it's far enough along in the project to where I'm right there. All I need to do is hit it hard for X amount of time and I'll knock the project out. That's usually when I allow myself to get excited about it. So I keep it a process until it's time to close it out. And then I pick up the pace and I close hard. So I may have several projects at 20%, several projects at 80%. There's been times when I've worked on a project and someone's equipment went down or they think they're in love so they don't really do this anymore. And it's tough to get in touch with them. Sometimes people just act funny. You are moving at a faster rate than them. They have what you've been working on. They know what you would like to finish. And in reality, the truth that I can tell you after doing this in particular for 21 years is that there are times when people will deliberately stand in your way. It's always there. Especially for the reason of you are moving faster than them because as I've stated many times, people have this competition with you in their mind. Even if you two are not overtly, actively, hey, I'm doing more than you. Hey, I'm doing this. So you are not as productive as I am or you are getting more done than I, I am. So let me figure out how to crank it up over the next few months so I can catch up, so I can get my project out before yours. People think like this, but it's tiny in mindset. It's tiny and non-virtuous. Like, who would move that way but somebody who's small-minded? I look at it like this. You need to be so unattached to a project that you can just set it down, drop it off, and know that though you are doing your part, you may not finish that project because you may have certain prices established with somebody. And once you stop doing business with them and go back into the market, that same service probably costs X amount more now. 
or you don't have the same hookup. Resources aren't the same. I'll give you a prime example right here. I used to hang with this kid and he had a camera that we would use. So at the time, what do I do to maximize um, the situation? Get photos done, get videos done, start shooting videos, start shooting game pieces where I'm talking for 10, 15 minutes, we record that. Get equipment for it. The boom mic, the clip-on mics, you, you put on your clothes to pick up your sound better right in front of you, you understand? An individualized mic. The boom mic is one where you see when you're watching a behind the scenes and they shove it over the scene so it picks up everyone and everything um, and magnifies it. But these clip-on mics, you would stick them on your shirt and it really would only get you. I mean, it can even be windy, but typically what it's getting is just your voice. And maybe the boom works similar, but to give you an idea, I would buy equipment knowing that I had a camera guy, right? So I would just move based on what I had around me. Play from where you are, as you'll often hear me say that. Play from where you are. Stop thinking if I had their resources. Man, if we had that, if we had... You'll be doing that all day, especially as technology keeps advancing. You'll always be a step behind that new piece of editing software you don't have, the new recording equipment you don't have, the new camera you want to get. You'll never keep up with everything. So play from where you are and use what works for you. And in the area and arena that you are strong in, you make sure you hold your post there. You strike from there. You're strategizing using what works in your favor. You wouldn't have land with this valuable resource on it. And then you're longing to have that land they have over there with that valuable resource on it. You may want some, you may barter for some, but your strength is what you have. And that's where you work from. If you come across a point where you can get other services, well, you deal with that. And for me, I don't have my cameraman around me anymore. But I'm able to take pictures I did years ago that I didn't even think I would use and put them out today. And you may see a picture of me that's six years old that's just sitting in a laptop that I forgot all about, you know? And I may have an idea to do a video now, and I may be burning like, oh, man, I could do this. But I don't have the same resources around me. And for me to go hire a cameraman or a video editor and things like that, now you're ramping up costs. So that would lead me at the same place I am now where I may or may not be recording music with the same people anymore. But as I said, in both those situations, I've set aside the resources, the money to be able to record. So if I do not record, I already know what I can do with that money. And the same way I don't have my cameraman around, there are ways to use that money that makes me just as effective. Because there were time periods before when I had a uh, hookup with a guy at a studio. And I would record a lot of, of songs. I would back up a lot of my music so my catalog would be strong. So essentially at this point, man, 
I have a whole career of music right now. And I treat myself as not me. So now I take pride in marketing and promo. I've been doing promotion for over 15 years. But now I'm getting into the excitement of the marketing aspect. So for me, how I think about it right now is that I promote this freeze artist guy. He has a whole career of material, right? I don't look at it like me and I'm attached to it. I'm just looking at how what I learned from going to all these shows and concerts is that you can have any type of, of style. There are people out there who are into what you do. And as I tied to how I learned to think where you record what you want to record and figure out how you're going to market it later, who's going to buy it later. Just create what you create as the artist. And once it touched the marketing motion side of the, uh, of the equation, then you worry about what you created. If you're a strong enough artist, you have songs you can use as a single. You have this type of song and that type of song that creates this type of mood you're going for. Maybe a melancholic type mood. Maybe a happy mood. Maybe a sing-along type. Maybe one to get you excited that you can carry into the gym and be pumped up off this catalog, off this song. You have to have a vast array of material. And once you have that, you're not going to have a problem picking out a song that you would put money behind to push to the public. Pushing a couple songs that you may just use to balance the catalog. So you may present yourself as a refined pop artist with all these different um, feels to a song, a few different genres that you make, you see? So now I can look at the Freeze character and promote him as the artist. And this is years later. So essentially by having a time where I record a lot and then a time where we had the cameraman around, I'm able to, to look back now and being that I captured myself in my 20s, I captured myself in my 30s. And not going to promote to the people the 20-year-old guy, the 20-some-year-old guy, the 30-some-year-old guy. So that's how I see it now. I don't look at it like I'm playing catch up. Oh my gosh, let me hurry up. Nah, because that's me in 20 something. It's captured already. It's already there. It's sitting in the drive. Now the marketing promotion is to figure out how to maximize what I've already created. See? So now today, being that I may not record with the same individual I'm recording with now, being that I do not have the cameraman around, now I have those same resources available that I'm used to spending on a continual basis. And I was already prepared for what I would do if I came to that point where I severed ties or did not move forward doing business with certain people, which I do not 100% know to be the case right now. But if that happens, I just have more marketing dollars. So instead of me having to set aside a budget to go record an album or X amount of songs that I want to promote, I could sit right here, click a link, 
go down the the different um, categories to select the target audience and I don't have to move from here and I don't have to go uh, create anything. I can just click, click. Uh, let's do 18 to 42 and we can do US, we can do the UK and boom. It's set up now so this is a beautiful time for that. So I can use that same capital for promo for a product I already have instead of what I hope to create when I want to hurry up and make what I wonder how they'll receive. I know how they receive it because I got the engagement right there. You pay X amount per click. You see that, okay, maybe this promotion isn't picking up yet, but I think it will. So I'll keep running that one. Yeah, this one um, is doing okay. But once in a while, you'll come across one that's burning hot. And you know to stick with that one. And it'll cost you minimal to put money behind it. And then eventually you figure out how to extract dollars back. So it just means I have more money for that process. And that's how you need to think. Because in whatever you do, you can always expect change. And if your situation doesn't change, the market's going to change either way. So it's about surviving these different times. Fiend says this. He says, surviving, maintaining is the new balling. It's not about how much I got and how much I had in a certain era or how much I got now that I may or may not blow in the future. Maintaining, surviving is the new balling. That's how you show how well you're doing. To be able to adapt and always be sitting pretty throughout it. Why? You see a lot of it coming and what you do not see coming, you have to be able to adjust to it. Do it on the fly. Vision can only get you so much. Who knows what the next product will be or invention will be that will alter the market. And you, as say before, you were in a position where I don't even know why I do this anymore. It's not even worth anything. I got this. I don't know how to move it. The market could change like that. And now it flip-flops and what you have is valuable. You see a way to push what you got now. You could be doing great. And then it switches. It changes. It alters. Rubik's Cube just flips. And boom. Now you're outside looking in. What I was doing was working so well. And now it's not the same. Times got hard on you. So you need to be able to see what you can see coming. But do know you're never so wonderful that you can predict everything. So you're always prepared for what you may need to do. So if you can, keep 
some money to move. Keep capital. I don't be so committed to what you do that it's your only way and you're stuck there. But you commit strong enough to where it doesn't alter your focus and it does not alter your commitment when things are not going well for you. Or there's a new way that's the new thing and a lot of people are doing it and it makes sense. And there's a, a gold rush over there. So you abandon what you put all this effort and time into. So you have to be committed so you don't drop what you're doing and stop what you're doing. And it's tough. You have to be able to survive decades. So you need to know that what you're doing is what you want to do. Because you may be in whatever industry and it may take you 15 years until you see what you want out of it coming to you. You may quit in the 11th year and in the 15th year, it would have been a boom for you. Or it could have been a gradual success. I would say make a move you are not going to regret. That's the best you can do. And find success in it. By having some gain and having the mindset that you will work from where you are and with what you have, there is a win in it. There is success in it. But you have to see it. And then you can build upon that. Someone said to me, years ago, he said, how do you consider yourself successful at what you do? When you first started, what did you visualize? What did you see for yourself? It doesn't match now, does it? I said, hey man, you would not be wise to go to 2002 freeze Ask him what he wants to do and then follow suit and do what he said. 2002 Freeze would know not to try to lead you. And he would tell you, don't be influenced by me. He wasn't wise, but he knew that much. So I could have asked for and foreseen plenty of things back then and had whatever reason for jumping into what I jumped into. But it doesn't matter. I didn't have a strong enough context for what I was facing, what I actually could do, and how all these different variables play a part. The people you're around, how times change, and the amount of resources you think you, you're going to acquire and keep. So it, it all changes. I was never the source to go to in the first place. Right? I didn't have a strong enough idea. My first studio session, I thought because I can grab a recorder and wrap a song into the recorder in three minutes, 
I could rap the whole song. I know all the words. I can rap it three minutes. I could do five, ten songs in ten hours. I got a ten-hour block, I believe. Bought ten hours at a major studio. Thinking I was going to leave with all these songs. It didn't work that way. I didn't realize you had to log the songs into the computer from the keyboard that I had the beats in. We spent seven or eight hours loading up beats, loading up tracks. I almost quit right there. Like, you mean I spent $700 a day? And I left with a few vocals. I didn't finish any songs. In my mind, I'm like, I know I can go hit the record button on a recorder and I can rap five songs in an hour. So how can I not leave getting something done? So I didn't know anything about recording. I didn't know how the process went. It shouldn't have taken that long, I'm sure. But sometimes things don't go as planned. So to ask me, Am I where I thought it would be? I mean, how would I know? I probably thought all kinds of things, but that guy don't matter. Am I speaking to you then or am I speaking to you now? That was to tell him that I'm fine where I am. And if for whatever reason I wasn't, I wouldn't whine about it. If it was me who made decisions I wanted to make and it got me where I am. That's, that's on me. Uh, ain't nothing to cry about. All to say, be ready for what's outside of your imagination. Maintain your fluidity. Take a hit. Take a loss. Don't let it affect you like that. You can take a minute to pout about it. But do not let it stop the train. Keep rolling. Keep rocking. Because... You may have years where you don't even understand why you do this anymore. Whatever it is. I don't know. know. You may have a job you show up to. And for two years, you're just... You're sleepwalking. You're doing it, and you don't have a plan. Or you had a plan when you initially started. that You were excited about the job because it's going to fund whatever. And then... That fell apart, and you still got the job now. You're working for whatever reason. You don't know why. It's not enough on its own, but you don't know how to flip what you're getting, how to turn it into more. So you're just going to be going in three years to bookmark what you got now so you don't lose position and don't know what's coming. But you have to rock through that. Something will change overall. There have been times, man, 
Saturday, I'm like second guessing life. And then Monday, momentum hit. One or two things in a row. Boom, boom. I'm like, wow. And I'm strutting around Monday like I'm it. Two days ago, I was worried. That to say, you cannot be so affected by anything that your vision is blurry. An advantageous situation could be right in front of you. It can cross right by you. You may not recognize it. Or you'll recognize it and be out of position to be able to capitalize on it. I said this before. But it's worth saying again. There was a football player that was having his career going on and he was at the end of it, right? And I think as a season was starting, he did not end up on the roster, right? And so because he thought that was it, he quit working out. And for that whole season, he just let himself spin out of control and whatever because he said, hey, man, I ain't coming back anyway. I'm old. I probably won't get another look. If I do at some point, maybe I can train up for it, speak to my agent. He can give me a look. We'll see about it. So because he thought he was done, he was. Because when an opportunity came about, which is out of the blue because he didn't expect it, he was out of position. This ties into what Sinful the Peace says. One of his strongest messages. Stay available. Stay available. Stay encouraged. Stay available. So because he thought he was done, essentially he was done. Because an opportunity did come and he was out of position to capitalize. Why? Let himself get sloppy probably ate his way out of a campaign. Stay fluid. Stay ready. Stay available. Leave more so than that. Be kind. Be pleasant. And be great. Freeze this, freeze that.